Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Win, lose, or draw. Draw your own pictures like the hit TV game show. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. It's it's almost a great title for a game show, win, lose, or draw, but it implies drawing is a choice instead of winning or losing, right? Like, it should be win or lose, draw. I mean... I get they wanted to make the pun work, but I guess I've never seen this actual game show because I did think it was like it was like a double dare type thing. Little hint, shout out to next week, but uh, like a double dare type thing where it's like you can either you know answer the question right, but if you lose, you have to draw. You have to draw in order to make up your points or something like that. I don't know. I thought draw was like the what you had to do. Got it. So it was like you thought it was going to be trivia and then draw if you didn't get the trivia correct. Yeah. Dr- draw is like the physical challenge in Double Dare. <laughs> okay, great. I- I'd say I didn't. This just went straight over my head. I thought it was just a very descriptive, boring uh, title. Like it was just in the in the game you could either win or lose or tie. Hmm. Yeah, it's just like describing like like the, just the basic element of game. Yes, exactly. And that's really the whole overview for the entire game, whether you're familiar with the show or have the home version or have ever played the idea of just, uh, what is this? like um, Pictionary. Not sure. Yeah, yeah, Pictionary. If you've ever just played a game where you draw things and people guess at them, that's what win, lose, or draw is. You are just drawing or being drawn at and guessing. Uh, so first, <laughs> first question for everybody, do you prefer to be the drawer or the guesser? I prefer to be the drawer, the drawist, the artist, the drawist. I think I'd also like to be the drawist because it's I don't know, it's more fun to be able to like come up with a creative way to get the person to guess. I mean, I'm talking if we're drawing on paper and not on the NES. Yeah, I don't know if this is like a type A thing or something, but it's telling that all three of us have that opinion because I think it is more stressful to be the guy who has to guess. I'd rather be the one like even in charades, it doesn't matter what the uh, game is i'd rather be the person who's performing the action or doing the thing than be in the hot seat having to guess and know all the pop culture references i'm thinking of that game heads up where you put the phone over the top of your head and uh, people shout yeah they people like shout at you things it's like i'd rather be the one shouting things at this person who's very confused than have to be like 
oh, how do you not know that? Like, oh, come on, it's so easy. It's like, that stresses me out. That's the difference. I would prefer to be the one being like, how can you not understand how I'm trying to communicate to you <laughs> than on the other end, like, I'm having trouble communicating to this person. Uh, so I think it's more just like a protection of my own psyche. It's dignity, Sean. Don't you know dignity when you're looking at it? I suppose it might be dignity. That was a Simpsons joke for all the uh, fans yeah, back I don't, at home. I don't watch that shit. All right. Uh, here's an interesting thing about win, lose, or draw. The video game. I don't know if it's true on the show. Uh, men and women cannot play on the same team in the game. That would be uh, illogical, according to the I game. I believe that, no- is, that is the game. Yeah, there'd be no reason. So it's kind of like also a battle of the sexes thing, even though that's its own board game. <laughs> Did you guys watch the show at all? I see. I saw it on the Game Show Network back in the day. I didn't like catch a refresher to be a, a spot on for this episode. So I've never seen it again in my life. Like we described, I didn't understand what the title meant. But I did watch, you know, a good ten minutes of the show. And yeah, I think the whole men versus women thing, like that's that's by design. Um, but I also I don't know if it was a if it had like a TV a daytime TV slot because the only uh the only like guest stars that I saw were daytime TV stars. Sean, um, Sean, it currently has a daytime TV slot. It's, it's still a show going. Still, it's still a show. I think Wayne Brady like hosts it. Are you it. kidding me? Yeah, um, not Wayne Brady. He does um, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. He does, He's got to do something musical, right? He, no, Wayne Brady does. Let's make a deal, which is another. Which I would love to see an NES game of Let's Make a Deal because that would be bonkers. <laughs> but not Deal or No Deal. It's hosted by the guy from, like, Scream 2, which sounds very weird, but, like, I don't know. I don't think that's true. I, I, I have, like, a picture of this guy in my head, and I only know from, like, seeing it on during the gym. No, not David Arquette. That would be funny if that's what I was referring to. I'm referring to the other guy from Scream 2. I only know David Arquette. <laughs> you want to fill up some time while I uh, try to figure out who the host is? <laughs> sure. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Uh, it also just didn't have to... It didn't seem to have many rules. It didn't seem to have much decorum. Uh, everyone was just sort of talking over each other. And I get that's That's the point of, like, the like, playing the game is shouting things over and over and wondering why you're not getting it right. Um, uh, but even when they're just sort of talking between rounds, it, it seems to just be, like, very casual. No one really is is that excited to be there or, like, disappointed to be there. It's just, like, a chat. It was weird. Are they, like... I was going to say, because I switched over from when I'm usually watching uh, my gameplay footage. Now I'm just watching muted... Win, loser, draw, 1988 <laughs> footage. <laughs> and it looks like weirdly like a sitcom to me. Like it looks like they're in on, in like a living room set. Oh, yeah, like, it definitely like is a, a living room set. Behind them. Yeah. There's a guy playing a harmonica for some reason. I don't know what's going on without context. But is it like, are these people all like, quote unquote, like daytime celebrities or, or something? Or are they like, are there actual like normal people contestants? This is my watching it for 10 minutes ex- expertise. Uh, it, there were two daytime television stars per team and then two quote-unquote normal people per team, um, which were usually from um, the L.A. area. Uh, one was a teacher and one was a physical therapist or physical trainer or something like that. So they, they pit like two uh, quote-unquote celebrities and then 
to people that are probably hoping to one day become celebrities that are just still stuck with normal people jobs right now. Um, and then they play sure not sure they play Pictionary with each other and that's the show. And then there was like a host that I guess was famous in her own right, but I didn't recognize her. She looks familiar to me, actually. Is this the re- the short haired redhead? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who is that? I don't know. Guys, this I'm is- back with some answers. Okay. Do you know who the short haired redhead is? No, I'll get that next. But uh, so good news, I was right. Um, this guy Jerry O'Connell, uh, it was in Scream Two. He played Sid's um boyfriend that she assumes is the killer. Uh, and that's great. But he was also the he was uh in Kangaroo Jack. I'm sure, people remember him from Kangaroo Jack more than this. But anyway, he hosts uh Pictionary on Fox. So it's so similar that I thought I was watching Win, Loser, Draw instead of Pictionary. <laughs> because I grew up in the Win, Loser, Draw timeline of the Berenstain Bears. Oh, and yes. now, that, now that the worlds have collided, uh, I just assumed that Pictionary was also Win, Loser, Draw. But anyway, he does that, and he's the host of that, and that's what's going on. So it's not, it's not incorrect to say that there is a version of Win, Loser, Draw. It's just not those exact rules. It's the Pictionary-style rules. Yeah, that was another thing. When I was watching the show, like they don't even seem to have any any care in the world about actually like following any kind of rule set because they're writing words. That like if they can't get it, they actually write out a word and then the host doesn't do anything about it and I'm like can you control them? Can you yeah, get I a saw handle that on the situation? The one clip I watched, someone just wrote a word on the board and I was like, "Well, that's that's not the game. That's just reading." Humans just can't help themselves. That's why the NES version is better because computers know better than to write out words. Right. It's the same way that like why NES baseball is better than like actual baseball because the computer knows like if he was safer, he's out. There's no human error. I suppose the only thing with that would be like the show seems to be about good vibes only or the 80s version of that. Um and it would just be kind of a bummer to hear a host like sort of chastise a player for breaking the rules by by doing that and being like you're stupid, you can't write that, you know. No, I guess I was expecting there to be a little more honor among the players. Just honor system. Your friends having a good time, you know. I mean, these are actors during the strike. It was funny that apparently there was a strike <laughs> yeah. in 1988 too. Uh, again, ten minutes of watching the show. This is all the information I have. <laughs> <laughs> we got to fill up thirty minutes here, so. <laughs> Sean, were the scores as weird in the TV show version of Win, Loser, Draw? Because the scores just seem very strange to me in the NES version where you can have, like, 328 points. Like, that Ah. just doesn't seem... Like, you know, usually you would do things in even numbers. Uh, So, again, in Win, Loser, Draw, the show, uh, the 10 minutes of the episode from 1988 that I watched, uh, they just said, oh, this one's worth 200 bucks. But if you hand the... the, if you hand the marker off, which I guess you can do, and then you're just barred from shouting out words that obviously aren't the drawing, um, then it's only $100. In the game, win, lose, or draw, you just like get the 100 points, plus uh, every 10 seconds that you leave on the clock. So like, if, you're, if you're fast, you get another one point, which is weird, because then you get totals like 204. Which I guess, you know, could be a strategic edge down the line uh, to determine who's better and everything. And speaking of the, the drawing and the actual gameplay inside the game, there are two uh, drawing formats. And that is essentially 
uh, the computer can draw and you can be uh, the guesser. Or you can draw, but you cannot have the computer guess, which is disappointing. I would have liked to see the computer try to like analyze my drawings and say, I think you're trying to draw this. But that no, obviously can't that's happen. AI. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but also like it would know what you're trying to draw. Like Say again? Right? Because it it would know what you're trying to draw also because it gives you the prompt. So it would have to Oh yeah. It would have to like not look internally at its own that's information. True. That's true. Well, I'm just assuming that's another computer. Like, there's a computer that gives the prompts, and there's a computer that guesses the the drawings. But uh, that's not true. You should be able to pit them against each other and just watch, you know, computer versus computer game. So talk about computer draws first. Like, you know, a computer drawing pictures that you have to guess uh, is a little different than a human uh, coming up with pictures that you have to guess because I guess the human brain can can come up with so many uh, ways, right and wrong, to, to uh, solve um, the prompt, right? Like, uh, it doesn't have to, it could be abstract, but the computer uh, doesn't necessarily get too abstract in its drawings, uh, from what from what I experienced, at least. It gets poetic. Um, there was one when I was playing uh, where the like they give you a hint and then they give you the image and then you have to give the answers. The hint was body language. I don't think that the actual thing that they were telling you to 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 do was body language, but it was an eye at the end of a uh, fishing rod. And then they show you, like, the three... The the other difference is that it shows you, like, all of the... It's like Hangman in that way, where it shows you all where all the letters would be. Um, But in this case, it was eye-catching. So Mm. it's much more of, like... It's still... It's kind of out there, and... uh, What was the word you used, uh, Mike? Abstract? Uh, yeah, it's more abstract, but it's not as abstract as instead of writing wind, you just, like, you kept drawing lines, and, like, that was your way of almost, like, charading it to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's missing that, like, scribbling design as well, uh, the kind of, and I by that I mean all the lines drawn are perfect and yes. constantly going. It's losing the train of thought and imperfectness that a drawing of a box would have by a human player versus like their box will clearly uh, be a perfect 3D drawing of a cardboard box. Yeah, and I don't know if this is how it worked in the show based on what you described, but like if you play something like, like Pictionary at home, you're probably playing with someone you know and you might have some like... You know, rapport with them where you're like you've got an inside joke or you've got something like oh I, I know Mike would get this if I drew it this way because of what we talked about and stuff like that so you are missing that a little bit too yeah so there's really a lot of differences and it seems like this would be a pretty easy thing to turn into a video game but you're adding you know, like we like we mentioned you're you're removing the weird 
uh, craziness out of it if you're playing with the computer. And then you've got this weird hangman element, which is not a part of the game at all. So it's, it's strange. It's strange that they're adding these things when they don't really need to. Staying on the computer drawing element, uh, you know, when you're guessing, there is a uh, keyboard that you have to type in your answer to the solve. And in the past, we haven't liked the keyboard for things like Jeopardy and stuff because of the time limit. However, uh, yes, the person still has to, the computer still has to keep drawing, and that is counting down the clock. But 180 seconds, I think, is provided, and that is a good chunk of time, and it's not anything too complicated to type in. So I do think the keyboard is a necessary evil. There's no other way to um, to come up with guesses. Multiple choice would have been even easier because it would have made obvious wrong answers. And the keyboard will go as far as doing something that uh, I'm certain that Jeopardy did not do, and it will help you out. So, uh, for instance, I got one where um, the computer was drawing pyr- pyramids, and, or just a pyramid, so I typed in pyramid, and the answer was the pyramids, but it didn't say wrong, ah, it yes. knew that I was mm. close enough to give me the points. And to be honest, I really appreciate that, because I remember even as recently as like Family Feud on the PlayStation 1, there was like bullshit where like if you didn't even, like if you didn't include the S to make something plural, it was like, no, that's not the, you're wrong, <laughs> like that's not on the board, and it's like, yeah, but it's just not the pluralized version of it, 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 it is on the board. Yeah, I think that that's also a reason why they put the uh, the number of of letters on screen. Because when I first the, my first round, the computer was drawing something, and I was like, okay, that's like train tracks or something. So like, I drew, I wrote train, or like, I think at the last second, I was like trying to think of what it would be, like railroad or something, and I kept not knowing what it was. And then I realized those that was down there. Like, I didn't notice that at first. The uh, the dots that tell you how many letters there are, and it was it was um, track. But like now knowing that it's like okay you can use you can understand what it is and use the process of elimination to like say the version of the word that they want you to say. Yeah, you know, now that you now that we're sort of going into the the nitty-gritty of this, I'm starting to wonder if in the rules of the actual game because you you sort of type in the words like just a word and then you you press enter after each word if there is more than one word. Um, so I'm starting to wonder, maybe if they if they shout out the word, you're allowed to write it down and keep it in like you know memory like that. I don't know. Uh, well, well, Sean, if it's multiple words, can't you just even though there's no space bar, can't you just type it all in as if it's a run on word, but the game will know? That, oh, maybe. Um, I never did. I, that. I think that happened to me. I think I just I think I just assumed that they wanted me to do that. So. Uh, I don't remember my specific example, but like the pyramids, it would have accepted it if you just would have typed in the pyramids as the pyramids. Okay. Uh, I guess that works too. Yeah. They also provide an interesting uh, feature here that, again, something not present in Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy, which is a, you know, a big enough thing that I'm willing to call them out and give them a little kudos here. They give you a uh, like a puzzle code so that if you... Uh, basically, like it won't give you any repeats based on the puzzle code you provided, and that's given at the end of the game. So this way, you don't get those puzzles that you just played. And I think that's pretty damn cool. And it is worth mentioning that this is not made by the same people who made uh, Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. Those were all made by Rare. This is made by Rydell Software. Um, (laughs) I'll see what else they made while you guys discuss this uh, puzzle code feature. So when I saw it, I thought that that was literally just so that you could remember the same exact puzzles. I thought it was the opposite of what it actually did. 
It's like, oh yeah, I really like this set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was good. I, I don't. I guess I didn't put enough thought into it to realize that that wouldn't make sense. But I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, it's like so I can go to this level. Yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna know the answer if you do that. Like, so I didn't even uh, didn't even look into that, but I like that a lot because um, we've had plenty of games like this. I you know I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and mention that I already played next week's game, but uh, I'll I'll talk about this issue in next week's game of repeating questions or. I problems. mean, you know, back in back in the the dark times, there was a lot of people playing Jackbox games, and I think that that was that was still a problem now. You know, like that's that's true. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember this weird question, and I know the answer to it, but no one else, either no one else does or everyone else does. So, yeah. But now we have the ability to like update things at true. least. Whereas, like this was just fixed. It's like if you're playing this a lot, like you'll, you'll eventually just like know every. Well, that's every why prompt. then you'd get win, lose, or draw two K three. Right, right. You get one every. Every year with like a different with a different win, lose, or draw star on the cover, and they always get injured. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. planning on uh, doing like a developer thing or anything like that so i didn't look into rydell software before uh just now and it's interesting because you know the video game dev industry in itself is always a uh you know a series of interesting decisions and franchises and you never know who owns what so the company that made win loser draw and other child-friendly games would eventually become the Running With Scissors company in 1996 oh, and wow. would go on to make the Postal series. You're... Oh, my God. These are the Postal so, people? <laughs> these are the Postal people. Uh, as recently as Postal 4 No Regerts, <laughs> uh, which came out in 2022. <laughs> and apparently in 2023, they made Poo Stall Royale, uh, which is also just as funny. I have to imagine that nobody... That was working at this company when when loser draw was developed is still working at this company now. Oh, oh the founder, <laughs> the founder, Vince Desi, wow, worked on both win loser draw and postal. 
That's wow. that's pretty wild. Win, lose, or draw was just a step, a rung in the ladder on his way to Pustol. Yes, yeah, that's what he was. It was all building up to Pustol yeah. Royale. <laughs> I, I don't know if it should be said Pustol or not, but it's clearly trying to be a poop joke. Poops. So that's why I'm saying it that way. Uh, all right, so you know the, we talked about the computer drawing and basically the format of the game. But now it's turn. It's your turn to draw. If you played with another person or just wanted to test out this mode when you were going through the game, I certainly did. And I guess I just want to talk about uh, the drawing features. Uh, it doesn't really offer a lot. There's no like change your marker color or anything. But there is the ability to draw a, kind of like an etch a sketch style. But at least you don't have to like always be drawing. So etch a sketch maybe not the best uh, analogy there, but that's where my head went. What do you guys think of the drawing? Were you able to draw as well as the computer, or do you just suck at drawing in general, so you tried your best? Well, okay, so you've got... Here's the controls. Uh, You have a basically pen up and pen down toggle, and that would be the A button, I think, and then you can move in eight directions, and... It moves relatively smoothly so that you you won't just like, it's not like a mouse where it'll just kind of go wild for you and you can't really draw because it's not how you hold a pen or whatever. You're just using the D-pad to move around. Um, so you can break the line as opposed to uh, an etch a sketch. And I mean, like, it wasn't terrible. I played around in practice mode for a bit because I don't have a second controller for this. <laughs> um, and the only way to draw on... Uh, in this game without a second controller so go into practice mode and uh yeah it's not great but it it's it's usable yeah i was comparing it to pictionary's drawing a lot and i think that pictionary probably has the potential to draw more robust images because because of the way it controlled it was like you it was like you turn the the cursor in certain ways to like you could like make a circle if you were like skilled enough but it was way, way harder in Pictionary to control. This was just, like, intuitive, up goes up, down goes down, left, right. You know, it's just very, very simple. So Pictionary is also a video game. Interesting. Yeah, we'll be playing it in a year. Oh. Am I? Didn't we play? Didn't We didn't play Pictionary. What did we play that already uses drawing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, oh, it was um, uh, w- Anticipation. Oh. Anticipation was that the drawing one? I okay. thought you I have were also just... played Pictionary before, okay. but so that's why I'm confusing it. But the one we played on the podcast, where you have to like turn that like little vehicle. Oh, I see. I think I is that one? That. That's not Pictionary. I don't right? think I, we I'm not played just talking about something we didn't play. Anticipation does have a, a drawing mode. Okay, then that's what I'm thinking. Of. Um, but it's I remember that also had like like a button that would just make like. A circle. Oh. Or, you know, you could add shapes and stuff. I, I That right. does ring a bell. Okay. <laughs> that part said, doesn't I'm ring like, a bell for me, but who knows? <laughs> okay, either Pictionary or Anticipation <laughs> together, combined, <laughs> have, a bet, have a more robust version of this. But this is easier to use, is all I'm, okay. all I'm trying to say. Right. Um, but I will say that I, I would have I liked a an undo last option button there's an undo everything you've ever drawn button which oh. you hit accidentally once in a while and it erases Less your whole the canvas page. yeah well that's the thing you know um, in, in the actual show you don't get an eraser you just have to cross it out so you better just take five to ten seconds to cross out your entire image 
Yeah, but there's not like a, a a nuke option that accidentally makes you have to start completely over, like whites out the whole page. Well, that's actual, that's accidentally uh, turning over and uh, or ripping the page <laughs> off. Yeah, you accidentally spill the white yeah. out all over the page. <laughs> it's worth mentioning those are the modes of the game, though, and that there aren't really any like arcade or video game friendly style versions. And by that, I mean it would have been fun to just include a format where you don't have to play through the entire game show to do some some playing and guessing it would have been great to have like a a lightning round style thing which i know is in the game or whatever but i'm talking about just as its own thing like how many can you guess in two minutes or whatever like would have been nice to have modes like that to just add some additional features because really the only reason that you would need to play this game uh is if you're going to use like the the computer drawing for you and if you're trying to play this with other people you, I think this would only be an option for you, or you'd only consider this as an option if you just didn't have paper. <laughs> like, yeah, that, <laughs> I'm so glad you said it. I'm like, so yeah, it, it's, it. it gives you like it provides you with prompts, but even then, you there had to be like a quick way to just think up some prompts, right? Like, I don't know, just look around the room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. This this is that's kind of what I was thinking the whole time too. Is like, what what about this? What advantage does this have over actual, like, playing Pictionary or win, lose, or draw in real life? And I, the only thing that, I don't think it works well anyways, but the only thing that could even be in that wheelhouse is having a computer draw so you can play one-on-one against somebody without each having a partner. But, like, without drawing. is it worth it yeah. when, when <laughs> this is the result? Yeah. No, this game will be very useful if you are the last man alive, because then you won't have somebody else to play with. On no, it paper. won't, because you have to play two player. No, you can play one player. Yeah, with the computer. You can play one player. How do you play? Well, one you player? don't play against another team. It's just the other couch is empty. <laughs> yeah, but but somebody like they don't answer when it's their turn, unless I just missed the one player option. Yeah, you just make it so that you you choose. Whether you want uh, men or women on team one, and then because you need to have somebody in team one, and then for team two, you could have men, women, or no one. Oh. It's just well, an empty couch. <laughs> it's just an empty couch. Maybe I'm thinking of picture. <laughs> God damn it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> on the sequels and spinoff side, uh, High Tech Expressions, another uh, game development studio, released two versions of Win, Lose, or Draw on uh, the DOS Microsoft systems. Uh, Those games came out in 1988, and a junior version came out shortly after. Really only mentioning this because I'm sure it's a lot easier to draw with a mouse than it is with an NES controller, and because of this junior phase that was just... Like, do you think... Obviously, this is a joke, but, like, do you think Donkey Kong Jr.? formed off like the whole like video game junior version of things or is this a a holdover from board games where like board games would get like monopoly junior edition it seems crazy that we've had not only just on this system but in general this like dumbing down of what aren't even really trivia games anymore they're just game shows and they're like yeah well they need a junior version as well i don't know i mean i I think it's just a it's just a cultural thing because have you not seen like Beer Pong Junior or like I have not. Kings Is that Cup really Junior? a thing? No, I'm making it up. That's that'd be funny though. It's like with apple juice. <laughs> I'd play it. And uh, this version is near and dear to me because it's what I grew up on, and it is a plug and play console version 
which was released in 2005. And believe it or not, it actually lets you, like, it comes with a tablet that you plug and play, and you have a pen, and you draw on that tablet, and then it goes on the screen. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Granted, it doesn't really work that well, and so the drawing is actually even worse than what you're able to do on the <laughs> NES, because the pen has to really make some real hard physical contact with that tablet. I'm calling it a tablet, but don't picture, like, an iPad. It's basically... It's just like a whiteboard yeah. that you're putting an electronic pen against. And uh, I just wanted to take a moment to say, like, forget the win, lose, or draw plug-and-play. Do you guys just remember plug-and-plays in general? They were, like, huge in the mid-2000s. I'm just surprised that the, in the mid-2000s? Yeah, like, just the, you oh plug in, God. like, the plug you know, like, plays. they made it for everything. Yes, you're right. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, they'd have, like, a SpongeBob yeah. one. Yes, I had, I had the SpongeBob one. I had one yeah. that had, like, a, over 100 games, and most of them were, like, variations of Solitaire. But uh, for some reason, I was you, you. You were saying plug and play, and I was hearing speak and spell. I don't know why. I was like, "That's before our time, Mike." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be uh, nostalgic for something that I don't have any nostalgia for. But uh, the plug and plays, I definitely have nostalgia for. And I, I would say, I even went as far as like owning. I own the plug and play version of like Texas Hold'em. Yeah, where everybody got their own controller as well inside the plug and play. So it's like these things were like full consoles that you would get for less than forty dollars, and they would have a bunch of games on them. And you never knew if you were going to get something awesome. Like I, I think I got one time. It was like a Namco collection one, and it was just a joystick that you plugged into your TV, and you got to play all these Atari 2600 games, and that was great. And then there was like the SpongeBob one, which just absolutely sucked. There wasn't a single good <laughs> yeah. game on it, and they were all really phoned in. And now working at the company, I understand why, but uh, for the most part, you know, these plug and plays were a gamble. You just bought them because you either liked the IP or um, wanted to experience some old video games. Was that some shade thrown at Nickelodeon, Mike? It was a little bit of shade, but only because I could understand that, like, we don't really have a games team. This was probably thrown together by somebody who was just like, you, make the plug and play. <laughs> well, especially in the early 2000s when, like, video games were still, like, I don't know, I feel like video games were still not seen as, like, big things by grown-ups. Yeah, I don't want to get too big on a tangent, but Joe, I'm sure you know about also the, like, Nickelodeon uh, on, like, Nick.com. There was that baseball game. With uh, yeah, the like, Hey Arnold. What was it? A Hey Arnold baseball game? It was like some oh, base. I mean, it was some Nickelodeon characters baseball game where like one pitcher is just way too unfair to the player. <laughs> I don't know. I remember there was a Hey Arnold baseball game I used to play, but I never heard about that uh, that imbalance. Yeah, it's just funny to think that like the whoever designed that for the web game was just like, yeah, and this guy is going to be a piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can hit him. And nobody can stop us from doing the final segment uh, because you're going to have to listen to it whether you like it or not. You can hit pause, but eventually you'll have to unpause and listen to this. So are the rules of the universe. And of course, the segment I'm talking about is the Essential Games List. I think Sean already said what all three of us were thinking when he said that there's no reason to play this if you have paper. Uh, because then you don't even have to worry about puzzle codes to avoid the repetition. You just have to make sure you don't repeat. And if you do repeat, it's probably fine. Win, Loser, Draw is the kind of game that is probably, like, on paper sounds better to, like, yeah, we're going to make this for video games because now we can use the, uh, you know, like, electronic drawing and stuff. Like, that actually sounds better to me as a pitch than Wheel of Fortune. 
but actually you can't really play wheel of fortune at home like you could get some cute uh the game of lifestyle wheel that you spin and then guess some letters and stuff right but it would be a bigger set piece thing win loser draw is actually more complicated on this nes game than it is just establishing some ground rules whatever the house rules are right there's just make the house rules just do that and you'll have a better time at least you'll have a better time today i can't say about in 1990 but you'll have a better time today playing just the the version with your friends of win loser draw than playing the nes win loser draw so no not essential sean yeah, you know, I do kind of take back a lot of the criticisms I had because I did just read about the uh, global paper shortage of 1990. Uh, I had no idea. Uh, I was too young to actually like understand what the world was going through. But I think that's why we have digital versions of this game. And I think that's actually really important to keep the heart of Pictionary-adjacent gaming alive. So... While that may be the case, I can't like use those historical examples to make this an essential game, but I at least understand it better now. Yeah, it really kept drawing alive during that time cuz you know, it's like how Disney brought musicals back. It's like drawing was kind of a was a dying mm-hmm. art. Um, but I will just say that it's I'm it's obviously not essential. But I want to say that it definitely was Pictionary I was thinking of because I found it. I've been, it's very hard to find any footage of anyone doing this part of Pictionary, but it is in the game. I found the uh, the manual. So uh, this game is not essential, and it is not the game I was thinking of. So it wasn't even the game you were thinking of. That's great. This whole time, this whole episode, you yeah. were just thinking about Pictionary. No, that didn't actually... Uh, make too much sense obviously i was thinking about this game but uh i didn't know which game i was thinking about when i was comparing it to another game sean did you actually know about the paper shortage no (laughs) that is so funny so sean mentioned obviously in his essential games list vote the paper shortage of 1990 and i just wanted to do a just a quick google search or whatever and i did find a new york times (laughs) article from february 9th 1988 talking about how we are on the road to a paper shortage, and by 1990, production wow. could be significantly curved. I totally so, made that up. Well, sorry. Fantastic. <laughs> you, uh, yep, you've created a whole... I, I was coming from the Berenstain universe, and now I'm in the Sean Paper universe. Yeah. You had an abundance of the things. The, the things that I say end up happening 20 to 30 years <laughs> earlier. It's no secret that next week we're uh, playing Double Dare. Joe mentioned it several times. I guess you could say he's very <laughs> excited about it. Uh, yes, we both work at Nickelodeon, so obviously we're familiar with Double Dare. But, Sean, you know, you don't work at Nickelodeon, so maybe you're not excited. Are you excited? Double Dare? Any nostalgia? You'll hear next week. Yeah, if we, if we need anyone to be not a corporate shill. Yeah, you guys kind of are that. Sean will be the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually already been told that I need to only say positive things and put it on the essential games list. Well, I'll see if I can keep it off or keep or help you put it on. Obviously, the Nickelodeon shop dot com still sells NES copies of Double Dare and we would lose money if I gave it a bad review. Yeah, we actually sell them in the building. There's like a little kiosk right outside the building where we, where we sell sell the cartridges. 